0: am Josh and I'm Gabriel and today on reading the gospel we are coming to another event a miracle of Jesus and this is the healing of the blind man at Bethsaida this is found in the gospel of Mark chapter 8 and we'll begin reading
1: in verse 22 and they came to Bethsaida and some people brought to him a blind man and begged him to touch him and he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village and when he had spit on his eyes and laid his hands on him he asked him do you see anything and he looked up and said
0: i see people but they look like trees walking then jesus laid his hand on his eyes again and he opened his eyes his sight was restored and he saw everything clearly, and he sent him to his home, saying, Do not even enter the village. So in Mark chapter 7, we have this, this healing event that we went over two episodes ago where, where Jesus is putting his fingers in, touching the tongue and everything of, of this deaf man who had a uh, speech uh, issue. Here we have Jesus doing it again. Is is Jesus losing power? That he can't heal the man the first time? Like is his fingers, magic touch going? What's going on here?
1: As you said, this is along the previous miracle. Jesus Christ is touching the organ of the body which would Mm -hmm. be healed. In regard to the question in the middle of the miracle, do you see anything? Uh, it seems that this is the first time Jesus Christ asked this question. Mm-hmm. He never asked this question, are you healed, are you well? So it seems that this question is not for Jesus Christ, it is for that man. Yeah. And this miracle is like a two-step miracle. The only interpretation that made sense for me was that Jesus Christ paused in the middle like the landing of the stairs. Mm -hmm. to help this man realize what is going on, to build his faith. So I see this as a two-stage miracle designed to strengthen that person's faith uh, in the middle of the miracle. What
0: I find that's interesting in this story, it seems that this man at one point probably had sight and then got to a place where he didn't have sight because— when Jesus asks him, "Can you see anything?" He's comparing. He's like, "I see people, but they look like trees walking." So, if you've been blind your whole life, and you're first able to see, whether it's fuzzy or not, well, you know, what, whatever you see, how are you gonna know? Oh, that's a tree over there, or that that's a person. Mm-hmm. And so it mm-hmm. seems like this person might have been uh, had sight at one point and, and lost it later, and lost it later, and and now. Um, as the site is coming back, they know it's not where it should be. And I I agree with you that I think that the best explanation for this is not that Jesus lacked the power or um, that that Jesus couldn't do it. There was something else that required this two-stage process. And again, to me, the faith, um, the building this person's faith seems to be the best
1: understanding. It is like the Lord's Prayer. We mm-hmm. pray, give us today our daily bread. And we pray that's three times a day, mm-hmm. right? We pray for the breakfast. yeah, And the breakfast will be enough to take us to the lunchtime. And we pray for the lunch, and that is uh, another step will take us to dinner. yeah, And the dinner is through the night until the next morning we start over. It seems that uh, we, or this man, or sometimes us, we have the faith to go to the next step, Mm -hmm. but not to finish the race. And that faith has to be strengthened. In the same way, a landing of the stairs helps us catch the breath and go turn left or right and go to the next uh, level. In the same way, this man had a chance to, to see that Christ is powerful, that uh, the healing is happening, is going the right direction. He is not all the way to the end, mm-hmm. um, but uh, if he has faith in Christ, he will make it. And I think there are times where, you know, God
0: is revealing himself to us little by little. Mm-hmm. And we can see, you know, I'm thinking of Moses up on the mountain. He wants to see God's face. Well, if he saw God's face right away, he would have been destroyed, uh, consumed uh, in, in sin. Um, and so God says, hide in the cleft of the rock, and as I go by, you can see my back. Well, Moses later on passed away, and then he was taken to heaven. Um, and so he, up in heaven, we assume he gets to see God's face. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's this, this slow revealing. Um, and, and through our
1: lives, we get this more and more revealing of, of who God is line upon line, precept upon precept. There is a verb in the book of Proverbs, I think it's chapter four, eighteen, that talks uh, about the sunlight that starts small in the morning and mm-hmm. grows until the midday. And that is a good metaphor for God's revelation. God cannot reveal his will upfront, giving it at once, because we would not be able to process it. Yeah. In the same way, a farmer doesn't go to make a big hole in the middle of the field and put all the seed there. The the seed had to be scattered. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the same way, God's revelation is gradual, and it is evenly distributed throughout our journey.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, as we're looking at this miracle, as we're seeing how Jesus takes two uh, times to, to do this, Sometimes in our lives, we might be looking for answers to prayers. Um, and we might want God to answer it all at once. Um, you know, I, I think I've had family members with health issues recently, and we've been praying for them. And we've been praying for one of my family members for years uh, for the same health issue. And, and it seems to be slowly getting better, but it's not this overnight miracle. Um, and I think in this story, we... We can also see a God who,
1: who works in his time. Even God's miracles can be gradual mm-hmm. or in multiple steps. Yeah. Uh, so we shouldn't have unreasonable expectations from God. So as we're reading this passage, what does it tell us about God? I see a God who is walking with us and talking with us. He's doing something in our lives, and uh, he's asking, uh, um, do you see the impact of my presence? Mm -hmm. Do you see the outcome of obeying my word? Um, Do you uh, better understand who I am as we are tied together, linked to each other through that yoke that we just discussed uh, several episodes back? that yoke in Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 God is revealing more of his power proportionate with our capacity to receive it Mm -hmm. to embrace it to trust him and to continue walking with him
0: I read a quote this morning I can't attribute it to the author but they were saying when God loves everyone we love and hates everyone we hate. We've created our own God in our mind. And there are times where God doesn't act the way we want him to act. Many times. And in a case like this story, where he doesn't lay out his reason why. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say, this is why. You know, we can look into it and say, well, we think it might be faith. But ultimately... God doesn't have to tell me why. I have no right to to know the answer. Whether he wants to reveal it in his time or not, that's up to him. But I think as I read this story, what I see is a, a God who is beyond me, beyond my comprehension, beyond my understanding, and a God that does not have to take me into his inner circle and his counsel to explain why he does everything he does.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so... This is why we uh, introduce this topic by saying, "This is my best understanding" or "the best explanation I heard about this passage."
0: Exactly, and and so I, I think it's, you know, it's okay to say, "I don't know," um, and this is my best understanding. But hey, I could be wrong. And mm-hmm. if God ever decides to let me know, then I'll know. If He doesn't, He doesn't. So, how is this passage? speaking to you today and what are you gonna do about it can you share
1: it with anyone first thing that i will take from this passage is that i have to have patience Mm -hmm. my life is like a little spark of light that burns quickly and disappears our lifespan is so short is like nothing compared to the time space of the whole universe and uh, because we live for such a short period of time we want everything to happen in that moment we have to learn to be more patient and to wait for the lord and uh, this is the lesson that uh, i hear god speaking to me while reading this this passage have patience god can work in your life one step at a time God can take you from one level to the next one and the next one. And in between might be a landing when you have to pause and to look back and just think about the story of creation. Mm -hmm. God could have created everything in just one day or one sentence, but he created gradually something every day, and after each day he had that landing on the evening when he paused, looked back, saw it was very good, And he moves forward in the next and the next one until the whole week of creation was over.
0: Yeah. I think for me, the way it's speaking to me today, and, and this might be a really weird connection that jumped out. There, there's a group that brings this man to Jesus and asks Jesus to lay his hands on this blind man. And Jesus takes him from the village, outside of the village, to perform this miracle. And then at the end he says, do not even enter the village. Like, don't go back in there and tell them. Again, this is Jesus withdrawing from public ministry. Um, his focus is more on training and establishing uh, the leadership, the church, the the next generation when he's gone. There's, there is a time and a place for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think of the people who are so zealous for truth. Truth is more important to them than the sinner or this, the lost soul that that they're talking to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more important to get the information out than it is to care about the person. More
1: important than the person.
0: Yeah, more important than the person. And it's more important to have relationship. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a stretch from where this text is, but as I'm reading it, that's how it's speaking to me today, that um, to, to be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. Mm -hmm. Um, in in what we share and what we say to make sure that we're lifting up Jesus first, that that he's the reason that we're sharing and not sharing that someone's going to be destroyed if they don't do what
1: the Bible says. Mm -hmm. We might be focusing too much on the details uh, of these miracles Mm -hmm. and we forget the person who performs the miracles, our Creator and our Redeemer, who is making us whole again. Exactly. Father God,
0: you are our Creator and our Redeemer. And it is so easy to get caught up in the nuts and bolts and the the little tiny jots and tittles of the Bible and lose sight. Mm -hmm. That you're a God who created us, who loves us, who desires to restore us, Father, I pray that we will wait on you, that we won't try to rush ahead or we'll be satisfied, Father, that when you do not answer the way we want you to answer, that we'll be satisfied with who you are. Amen. And so, Father, I pray that you will come be present in our lives each and every day and reveal yourself to us more and more in your time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.